Good evening on this awesome Sunday night. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday day and that you jump up and turn around and dance before the Lord of the scripture we use today. Tell somebody right now, my changing season is here. I'm stepping into something greater than what I've ever experienced, ever been through, ever, <laughs> my word, in my previous months and days and day 80 of lockdown, say the changing is here. Because remember the scripture we used this morning out of the book of Job, what he went through and then in how everybody turned against him and how Job said, what I feared, what I feared happened to me. And then we know in the last chapter, God comes after <laughs> Job repent and he says, now I command you will have double as much now, double for his trouble that time. But we don't believe in the double, we believe in the fullness. And uh, I was sharing the, the story this morning about the elevator, and maybe you didn't understand. The older lady went in, a young lady came out two minutes ago, and the gentleman thought that's a machine that brings change quick. Now change must happen. Now we are in this month of talking about preparation for obedience and focus. Now tonight I'm going to share and build further on that to help you. Now uh, this week we're going to send out a letter and to all our partners and all our viewers and everybody. Will you help us to feed more, take more care of people? Oh my word, go to loftal.com and see what the Loftal team are doing in the community. Today I had some, some messages from different places, even out of Worcester and different areas where people are suffering and battling. But the church is there to make a difference. God never told the government to do it. He said the church is there to be the atmosphere changers. And think about that that we can make a difference, change the atmosphere where there's a team, there's conquest. Now I'm going to take you quickly because we're going on to the second thing, what we spoke on this morning to help you to be a person of impact. Now I have learned in my short journey with God and I'm serving God 51 years, maybe longer than what you, some of you are being on the face of the earth. And I've learned the level of your revelation is the level of your operation. If you have the small revelation about God is just a savior and something else, then that's the way your life is going to go. But if you see the bigger picture, the unlimited, the God that cannot be described, Moses said, who will I tell Pharaoh has sent me? He said, Tell him, I am. <laughs> he didn't say, I am the deliverer. He didn't put himself in a box. He just said, I am has sent you. I am everything that Jesus did. You can add it to I am. Because it's when I am is on the scene that things change. I was reading about every Jesus never attend a funeral where he didn't cause a commotion. <laughs> Because he raised the dead, Lazarus dead, he cried, he raised him from call out, Lazarus, come forth. 
the widow was going down and her son was like carrying, dying, stopped the whole funeral procession and wake him up. Jairus's daughter, he said, no, the servant says she's dead. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> he said she's asleep. If that was not a cover-up lie, I don't know what it was, but in the eyes of Jesus, she was just asleep. And he said, Talita kumi, daughter rise. And she rise up. Tell somebody, jump up and down now and do something. Oh, my word. And say, my changing season is here. The God of new beginnings, June the 14th, is the back. I'm not going to be moved by lockdown, by coronavirus, by all the negative news. I said this morning, turn the volume <laughs> up to down of hearing the voice of the enemy. If the enemy say you cannot, impossible, this is all what life has given you. You are waiting for mocha java and all what the life is giving you is vanilla. Turn that thing down. That's a lie of the enemy because he's the father of lies. Oh my word. What exposure about the devil. Jesus said the Holy Spirit, and I was reading this afternoon, He's the spirit of truth. He will come and guide us in all truth. What did we read about this morning? The four things that the scripture will do to us. The whole scripture is God breathed. Now, now I'm still in Timothy. And um, uh, Paul addressed Timothy about something. Now, I always wondered, we say, God do this, God do that. It's like, you know, he's our waiter and waiting. no. He paid the price. He said, you do it now. The works I have done, Jesus said, you will do them also in greater works. Now listen what Timothy received from Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. He says, that is why I would remind you to stir up. <laughs> now listen who does the stir up. You say, Holy Spirit, stir no, 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 no. Paul says, I remind you, Timothy, to stir up. <laughs> listen, the word rekindle, the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God. The inner fire that is in you, his word is like fire in my bones. <laughs> now, years ago, I loved to make fire. And we lived in Cryfontaine and Hill Street. And the children were still in school. So there were certain days, if we could afford it, that I did a pry place, a barbecue. And uh, one day, the embers were just glowing. But it went out. And I start, <laughs> start blowing. And the next moment, a wind came up. And a flame, the embers caught fire and it <laughs> burned my eyelashes and part of my hair gone. Now, <laughs> this is a phenomenal thing because what Paul tells Timothy here, he said, you need to say, I need to stir up the fire. 
You see, you need to, because a made-up mind is the most dangerous thing. A made-up mind carries the weapon in his mouth, the Word of God. And that's why you will hear me saying over and over until it hits a home run. The Satan is after the Word. He's not after your car, not after your job, not after your money, not after your business, not after your jewelry, not after your false teeth or your wig or your makeup. He's after the word of God. How will he get the word of God out? He will try to squeeze it out by coming with different avenues. And he even used coronavirus to get people in a mode of fear. Remember Job chapter 3, what I feared, oh my word, came my way. Now, now here Paul comes and he first tells Timothy, he said, that is why I would remind you. Now, it's amazing. We use aspartame, sugar, and forget. <laughs> no, no, no. He said, I remind you that uh, you to stir up to rekindle the embers of fan the flame off and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by the means of the laying on of my hands, that's when he laid hands, with those of the elders at your ordination. Now remember how you start. That's why Paul one time says, how do you start in the spirit and end in the flesh? How do you start strong and then wants to end weak? I was a long distance runner in my school days and I, I did the 800 meters. It's twice around the rugby field. And I've learned through a man, a strategy, how to make that 800 meters to, to start strong and to end more powerful. And that's what Paul says. Now, in, in the human life, it's who's first. Here in the Bible, it's not who's first. It's who is finishing the race. Now, I was sitting this afternoon after I had a phone call. Dr. Fulbright passed away, a phenomenal artist. I know him out of the 70s, and he was a time in Fontaine, and he can preach, and he could sing, and he can do a lot of stuff. And thinking about Johann's funeral on Tuesday, thinking about Pastor Peter Mostert's funeral on Friday, and uh, think about Auntie Sophie's husband, Lanzel Berit, yesterday. All these people, and there's a lot of them. And I think, thank God, most of them ain't strong. <laughs> they finish the race. Now listen what he says. He says in verse 7, because that's where, now I cannot say like we normally say in Afrikaans, or in English in South Africa, because the foreigners doesn't understand, means something complete. That's where the papaya <laughs> hits the fan. Because he says, for God did not give us. Wow. Stir up the fire inside of you. Now Paul reveals what will kill the fire. What will let the embers die. What will make the flame that's inside of you be oppressed? He said, or put in limitation, for God did not give us a spirit. He did not say that the Holy Spirit is the spirit. A spirit means demonic spirit, a negative spirit, because God doesn't operate in that way. God did not give us a spirit of timidity. Oh, I'm sorry that I'm alive. Oh, I am, I'm living. Why me, Lord? 
What have I ever done? Now, some of you will not remember that song that comes out of the 70s. God did not give us the thing to say, why me? No, the fact that you're under attack. <laughs> we dealt with witchcraft. We dealt with Satanists. I remember when we started the church, they came to the meetings. Now, uh, Sister Macca will still remember, and, and Priscilla and maybe them, that while we pray here in the prayer line, the demons start manifesting there already. Oh, my word, that night in Beaufort West when we cast out that devil out of that demon-possessed woman tied to a chair that can demolish a kitchen, when that devil went out, it went like a cannon shot through the roof, but she was set free and delivered instantly. Now listen, he said, God did not give us. So if God didn't give us, where does it come from? comes from demonic forces. That's where your battle is against. He said, a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, oh my word, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit. Now, in the, in the translation, you will see, he, capital, has given us a spirit of power, dynamite, dynamite power. It was when the Allies had to take over and the, the, the Germans took hold of cities and places in Europe and the Allies came and there was one general and he instructs somebody to take some dynamite to shoot the wall that was protecting the town from this big dam of water. And that was where the bridge was when, uh, you know, the enemy could get over and they were uh, occupying this whole thing. And then the dynamite shot went off and the under officers asked the big general, he said, you did allow that dynamite shot to go down there. He said, what's going to happen? He said, wait a while. He said, what you don't know, that dynamite stick caused a crack in the wall and the water itself is going to break through. And they first saw a few drops come through. The, 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 the wall got a bit wet and moist. And then suddenly they saw more. And suddenly the water used the force to break down the wall and they could conquer the city. That's that dynamite power. You say, oh, I don't see. No, you shooting a crack into the wall of the enemy. And the thing that he tries to withhold from you is what's going to break through. Stir up that gift. How do I start praying the spirit? Start declaring the word. I am what the word says I am. I can do. Let's be a person of faith. Now, let, let me get to the thing. He says, but he has given us a spirit of Power, hallelujah, dynamite, dunamos, Acts chapter 1, 8, dynamite power. Luke chapter 10, the exousia of God. Listen, he says he has given us a spirit of power and of love, the agape love, not that natural love that can fail, the love of God. How many times did you disappoint God? He never disappoints you. He didn't say, go, Futsack, I don't want you anymore. No, we have a voice on the inside that says, Abba, Father, that speaks to you, leads you back to the Father heart of God. God doesn't chop and change. He believes in you. He gave you that same love to believe because faith worketh by love, through love. 
He says he has given you, listen, a spirit of power, of love, and of a calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Now, what that means is he gave you the mind of Christ. He gave you dynamite power. He gave you the love of Christ and the love of God. Shared abroad, Romans chapter 5, 5, in your hearts. And then he gave you the mind of Christ. And that's what Paul says. He said, Timothy, stir that up, stir that up, stir that up. When the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Now, now, why did Paul tell Timothy this? Because we need to understand, I said this morning, there are three groups of people in the Christian world and in the natural world. They are museum keepers. They can always tell you in 1907, 1908, and 1890, in 1975, 1976, or in 1981 that I tell my stories. <laughs> this happened. Museum keepers. They live in the past. Then you get the settlers. They come to a point, and that's where a lot of people are right now in the corona, canola oil time. <laughs> COVID-19. <laughs> they settlers. Oh, this is all what's going to happen. This is the end of life. This is Araba, Baba, Baba. And they just carry on. They settle for less than God's very best. Settlers have lost their confidence, their pioneering spirit, their fighting spirit, their overcoming spirit. And don't realize they're the champions of God. Sad. I was there in a time in my life, not now, but years ago. Life is strange. It slaps you, kicks you, tramples you down, and then it wants you to lie down. No, no, get up. <laughs> get up. Don't let life kick you, trample you, and kick you, and, 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 and slap you with all these get up. Say, I'm getting up. <laughs> the lepers say, well, we're going to die. They say, oh, if we die, well, what? Let's go to the city. And when they came there, the whole city was wiped out and they got food. It's that willpower. Now, now, this is the most amazing thing. Because Paul comes and he tells us we are partakers of the nature of God. Wow. What do I have in... No, you are a Detroit, and you were born in the Detroit clan, and that's what's going to happen. My mother never loved to sit in front of church, even in my young days, because, you know, that time I could preach and preach hard and, and uh, do all kinds of stuff. She said, no, no, you remember the Detroit carries a disease. Everybody dies on their hearts. My grandfather was a duomany stood on his knees while he was praying, and boom, gone. My dad didn't die of his heart. And I said, no, mother. She said, you turn blue in your face when you preach. I said, mother, I'm in a new bloodline. I'm not in the curse. I'm not in the older toys bloodline. You know where they had addiction, some of them with alcohol and tab. I said, no, 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 no. I am in the bloodline of Christ. Now here... What Peter says, Paul says, stir up the gift. 
God did not give us the spirit, so I don't need to fear. I can be strong. I have the love of Christ, the love of God that overcomes every battle and that can conquer every situation. Now Peter comes, and Peter tells us the story. He says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 4, 2 Peter 1, 4, oh my word. This is going to rev your engine tonight. He says... 2 Peter 1, 4, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceedingly greatly or great promises. Oh, my word. You qualify for all the promises from A to Z or like the Americans say from A to Z. From Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation chapter 22, if you believe in the word of God, you have all the promises is yours. He says he bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence or virtue. Now the King James says, he made us partakers of his godly nature. Did you know even when Jesus died, he died in victory. He said, "Ah, Satan, I have conquered you. (laughs) You are called victorious and overcomers. That means tonight, if I have the nature of Christ, listen, Then I operate by divine direction. I have divine (laughs) direction. I have divine protection. (laughs) Remember John G. Lake? How many of us were supposed to get this thing and you didn't get it? Godly divine protection. And then you have divine prosperity. I didn't say any other. I said divine prosperity prosperity. That's what you have, and that's what you need, and that's why you need to understand, if I have the nature of God, I'm operating by divine direction. It doesn't make always sense. God said, Abraham, leave your family and go to the promised land. Go and sacrifice Isaac. Do the next thing. Uh, Isaac, so in the time of famine, oh my word, dig another well when the Philistines took the wells. You see, divine direction. You have divine protection. They put Daniel in the lion's den. That lion was so hungry. <laughs> And listen what happened. The Lord shut the mouths of the lion. Divine protection. But they tried to stone Paul to death. (laughs) Divine protection. Say, I have divine protection and divine prosperity. That's a mouthful, just these three things. Now, that brings me to the thing, preparation. Somebody say, preparation. What does preparation mean? It means to prepare for a cause or an event or prepare for something so significant what you are assigned for. Preparation. Everybody said revival must come. I say amen. 
Everybody said there's a move of God. I said, amen. The one million souls, I said, amen. But listen tonight, the only way how we understand out of Paul and and Peter what they said, I need to be a co-laborer with God. God is looking for co-laborers. And I want to help you quickly with a few things that's going to help you to get that co-laborers tonight. Because number one, what is a co-laborer? God needs a believer with a physical body he can work through. Everybody said, God, do it for us. He said, everything I had to do for you, I've already done it on Calvary. Everything I want to do now wants to do it through you. Say, through me. Say, God wants to do it through me. He wants to do it through you. The second thing, God needs somebody who knows his promises. And because God wants somebody that knows his promises, <laughs> that can operate by his promises. What did Peter said? He said, he bestowed upon us all things, listen, to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him. In other words, he bestowed upon us all the promises. All the promises. God did not give us the spirit of fear. He gave you all the promises. Say all the promises. That's why let the weak say I'm strong. Say right where you are, I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Oh my word. Say it tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. And the third thing, to co-labor with God or be a cooperating with God means he needs someone to enforce those promises by releasing their authority. Now that's a mouthful, these three things. Write it down. Now, please write it down because it's going to help you tonight to understand all these things. What do I need to do? Because God called you. We said the three things was what? Settlers? No, first, museum keepers. Settlers, and we didn't, the third thing is pioneers. A pioneer is somebody that reached out there, that removed the word impossible out of the vocabulary. Come on, somebody. And that's like a spear. It penetrates areas where nobody ever entered into. One time the mayor, or oh, the, 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 the governor, what we call that, the... the what do we call her here? What was she? Whatever she was. The premier. And she sent the newspaper to me. And this is how they, they start. We have done a research on Loftal and on you. And we have found out that you the church that does the most things together in this nation. And that was a few years ago with the xenophobia war when we protected the people. Now listen, because pioneers penetrates the forces or areas where nobody ever dared to go in. Pioneers never take no for an answer. Pioneers are radical people. We see a lot of radical things going on with the riots, but God's pioneers are radical. When everybody told me years ago, and I said humbly, by the grace of God, 
You cannot, it will not happen. You in a graveyard of ministers, you're never going to make impact. I had to maintain the spirit of a pioneer. And how do you maintain, how do you get rid of every negative thing that tries to, this is one of the things I had to learn. Conquer public opinion. Nobody needs to vote you in. You're not in a, a popularity contest that people, these judges, and say, you qualify your hairstyle, your eyebrows, your false teeth, the clothes. You, 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 you're not in that. You are called by God. <laughs> For a time such as this, Esther, you are sitting there. You were called to redeem God's people. Daniel, Gideon, man, he's so defeated. Sit at the threshing floor and the angel of the Lord, the Lord appears to him and said, Mighty man of valor, he said, me, I'm the least of the clan. You were born for a time. I would be a hopeless Hebrew traveling out of Egypt because I don't like sand. <laughs> oh, my word. But I was born for a time. You were born for a time. Such, hear the word of God. You were born for a time such as this. In this century we're living in, you were born to make things happen. Prophet Zion preached a message about something about also the pioneering spirit. But I want to help you how do you conquer where you are to become that pioneer. Die for public opinion. People will scandalize you. They will talk bad about you. They will, and it's avenues how the enemy will try to put his finger in the sore place in your life or where you're sensitive to get you off track. Second thing that you need to do is take hold of the opportunity. Seize the moment. This is South Africa's moment to show the world. This is the breadbasket of the nations that's going to turn back. All the farmers and every... Man, I don't care. We have a word from God that every other word must bow to that word. South Africa is going to be the most prosperous nation again. And God's people too. We're not going to be back. Oh my word. The righteous will never be forsaken. Come on people. That's the prophetic word. The fire of God ignited in the tip of Africa. Where are you Cape Tonians? In the tip of Africa. The fire. Say the fire. I was just reading. Stir up that fire. You need to stir it up. <laughs> stir the fire up by start praying in the spirit. By word, pray, make the devil mad. Put him on Prozac, Valiums, on White Horse, on whiskey, on wine, whatever. By praying, you pray something he doesn't understand. And the next thing, listen, what you need to do is take hold of that opportunity, seize the moment. And the next thing, throw off what holds you back. Blind Bartholomeus, when Jesus passed, <laughs> he said, have mercy. They tried to quiet him. Then Jesus said, bring him. He threw off that cloak of a beggar. Throw off what keeps you back. Is it somebody's opinion? Is it the bad experience? Is it the bad position that you are in right now? Throw it off. Throw it off. 
Everything starts with a decision. Life is made out of powerful decisions in life. Make the choice. Well, I need another touch. Yes, God can touch you. But if you doesn't change, the touch is not going to help you. God wants to touch you that you can be sustained and be a pioneer. That say, I have the pioneer spirit of God inside of me. It's like fire in my bones. The fire of God. And the next thing. <laughs> when let your expectations Overrule, override your present problems where you're in. Lift your expectation high. I didn't say move and say, I don't. No, pioneers don't say, I'm waiting. Pioneers say, I'm going for it. I'll make a decision. I'm going to press through. I'm going to fight the good fight of faith. Come on, somebody. That's what you need to do. Because God said, it's your turning season. Now, I want to give you four things that's how going to activate you. These things I've just mentioned was the things that can hinder you if you don't break them down and don't deal with them. What does a pioneer do? He does something he has never done before. Oh, my word. I bought property without money. <laughs> I only had a word from God. Faith as a grain of mustard seed, a promise. I started a business, no experience. A boy that were in our home that died and we buried him in the long cliff. At the cemetery, I decided I'm going to start a funeral home. No money, nothing. We start to feed him. Anzal and Volma and Yaku, they were in that push trolleys of the pick and pay whatever, checkers whatever. That's how the feeding started and impact millions of lives. Started the hospice out of nothing years ago. Rescuing the babies at school. Oh, my word. I remember the day when we had to open the school. A missionary, so-called missionary, stole every penny that came from overseas. And the school principal said, are we going to open the school? I said, we do it. I have the spirit of a pioneer. I've learned it from Jesus. He's my perfect model. I learned it from Paul. I learned it even from Peter. He said, I don't know him. There were times that we... And he said, I go fishing. But he was the one that stood up the day on Pentecost and said, these people are not drunk. That's the spirit of a pioneer. Silver and gold I have none. He said, <laughs> what I have I give unto you. Stand up and walk. And the layman, Imogen, stood up and walked. You have the spirit of a pioneer. Can you just say it? Say, I have the spirit of a pioneer. Because the word of God says his word is inside of me like a fire. The fire. That's what we need to understand. Now, the first thing you need to know that <laughs> it is, come on somebody. Uh, here I've put it down in writing. Pioneers are people who do things that makes a difference. <laughs> they always, when somebody say it cannot be, they say, why not? Wow. We put, by the grace of God, Cryfontaine on the map all over the world. This only a few nations maybe they have never been with us. In the same Crybrai, <laughs> Cryfontaine. <laughs> Down. 
by God's grace. Why? Pioneer spirit. You, God did not, if you are a museum keeper, get out of that thing, dust yourself off and come out of that museum. Settler, my word, don't settle for less. God has greater things in store for you. Become that pioneer. That's preparation. Preparation for a great event. And the event is, we're not waiting on God. God is waiting on us. The now moment. Hear the word of the Lord. Just come in my spirit up now. God said, I'm going to do it suddenly. Wow. That night when the revival happened on June the 5th, 2013, it happened suddenly. I was depressed, oppressed, compressed. I swallowed a broomstick. I walk straight up there, have nothing to do with the move of God. Find fault, I was criticizing. And suddenly, when Todd prophesied, <laughs> suddenly the power of God hit me in my stomach and I act crazy. That changed the whole thing that we are where we are today. Out of that move, new services start. People start churches. And we went from strength to strength. Somebody say the suddenly of God is going to come. God knows your bank details. He knows your cell phone number. He knows your address. He knows the real color of your hair, ladies. He knows what's under the wig. <laughs> he knows if you have real eyelashes or false ones. Come on, brother. Yesterday you had this big belly. You look like the Oros man. Today you, he knows that vest that you put on and you tie it up. He knows everything about us. Nothing is going to take God by surprise. Do something you have never done before. Get in the sewing so wild. Preach the word. Testify. Phone somebody. Text somebody. Be a witness to somebody. Because... God's dream, when I have the divine nature of God, his dream. I put down in writing and the paper were flying around here somewhere. God's, listen, vision is not about ability and gifting. Come on, did you hear what I say? God's vision is not about ability, giftings, and talents. It doesn't boast in that. It boasts in your availability. How available are you for God? Wow. When I have the nature of God, I operate in total obedience. Do something you have never done before. And I always use the example. Peter said, if it's you walking on the water, storm is against them. Now it's in the storm <clears throat> that you will discover that you do things outside the comfort zone. Peter start walking on water. Do something you have never done before. God cannot bless a disobedient person. I'll show it to you. Disobedience doesn't take God's stamp of approval. Partial obedience, neither. It's more dangerous than anything. It's that total obedience. Here am I. Remember the song, Pastor Emmy and Pastor Jeff, and some of our older pastors will remember this. My all on the altar and waiting on the fire. Afrikaans, my alles op die altar and wachtend op die vuur. This is the fire season. The, the fire of God wants to blow that embers by when you stir it up. 
and make you a burning fire again. If you were saved in fire, you cannot live in smoke. <laughs> Get in the fire of God again. Number two, listen. Stay focused. Jesus didn't tell Peter, look at the storm. He said, or said, sink. He said, walk. <laughs> walk. Walk on the water. I had a call of one of the churches we fathering. They move in the lockdown into a property for sale for 10 million. And she told me she had 24 hours to get a humongous amount of money and she didn't have it. But in 24 hours, boom, God came through. Wow. And it's a phenomenal property, a real church building with an apartment with buildings, 3,000 square meters. Couple of that, the secretary that does our business there in America, she and her husband would be in the 90s if their bond would be paid. And they already, you know, like me, recycled youth. Supernaturally, three weeks ago, God wiped three quarters of that out. Supernaturally. Oh, my word, we received a new bucky for the farm. All these things happened because there's a prophetic word. I was sitting one Sunday morning in the same chair and the spirit of prophecy came. And remember about the finances and stuff. You will live in homes you did not buy. You will drive vehicles that you did not buy. You will receive money that you did not work for. Unexpected, now they're going to do away with the checks. Unexpected money will be put in your hands because you have a spirit of a pioneer. Do something you've never done before. Focus on what Jesus said. And number three, never give in under pressure. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow. Refused to bow to all this negativity right now. Stand up, stand out, don't blend in. They say, O king, our God is a jealous God. He wouldn't like it if we bow before you. He said, heat up the fire seven times more. That didn't even move them. They say, God is able. If we die, we die. And they throw them in the burning fiery furnace. The people that put them in, they were cremated, toasted, barbecued, <laughs> ashes. But Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not give in under pressure. The king said, let's see what's going on. When he looked, he said, oh, my word. They, didn't we put three people in? Now there's four. There's a fourth man that's always with you. When you're in pressure, don't give in. Remember the fire is where? Inside of you. And the fourth thing is, never resist change. A lot of people say, God, come. God, pour out. God, others. But they hate the change. I don't like change. I had to adapt to change. Oh, my word. Because we are set in our ways. I remember I had a pair of boots here out of the 80s. And I had trousers and shirts and stuff and a leather jacket, a brown one. Man, the moths was in it. But I refused to let it go. I was overseas when I came back. It was gone. <laughs> I first felt angry. Then I think, no, I need to change. Kayla one time took me to a Pakistani year in to cut my hair. And she, <laughs> you know, I had all these. <laughs> that's why I've learned change. Now, I please, I don't say, I say change from the inside. Change from the outside. 
change on the inside. These four things will help you to be a pioneer. And I want to pray tonight a prayer. Because the pioneering person who has the nature of God becomes automatically a channel that God can move through them. What did Peter say? We are partakers of his divine nature. What did Paul says? He says, stir up that gift inside of you. Stir it up. Because <laughs> rekindle the, the embers of fan the flame and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying of hands. And then he says, For God did not give us the spirit of timidity, of cowardness, of craven and cringing and, and fawning fear, but gave us the spirit of power, of love, and of a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self. To be a pioneer, you need to be disciplined. Cannot go. No, no, no. Stay unto the promises of God. You have it. You have everything it's going to take to make it. You need to cooperate with God. Say cooperate with God. That's what you need to do. Because if we understand, now listen what Paul tells the church in, 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 in Corinth. And he says, talks about why does God bless people? God blessed me to leave the children a great, no, 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 that's not the only reason. God gave me this so that I can eat McDonald's. No, 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 no. Why does God wants to bless me? He says, oh, he says, let me remember he was so sparing me. Remember what I said this morning? It starts with faithful in the little and gradually will also reap sparing me. 2 Corinthians 9. And he will sow or gradually, but he who sows generously. Now this is the reason that God bless you and God use you. Say, this is the reason I am a pioneer, that I can walk in divine direction, have divine protection and have divine prosperity is so that the blessings can come to someone. He will also reap generously and with blessings. That's why God wants to bless you. God wants you to be faithful. I have, oh my word, I've got 15 minutes. Let me give you quickly the scripture about total obedience. God told Saul, kill everything. And Saul's eyes was like, Peter. He didn't focus on the instruction of God. What did he do? He looks at the wealth and what he wants and he desires. And then in 1 Samuel chapter 15, and he tried to hide it. Partial obedience. No. <laughs> Be total obedient to God. Become less that he can so that you can operate in that phenomenal thing that God has for you. It was through Jesus' total obedience that he set the world free. He delivered us. He paid the price. He became sin and sickness and poor so that you can have life and have it in abundance. Now the prophet came and then Saul tries to cover up his partial obedience. With, he said, I did do what God told me. No, he did not do and then Samuel said to him, But the people took from the spoiled sheep and oxen the chief of the things to be utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God. He tries to camouflage. Now, if you take faith 
and relationship out of Christianity. You just become religious. You know who crucified Jesus? The religious people. That's why stir up the fire. It's all about have the fire, the passion of Christ, the love of Christ. It's about relationship. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And Samuel said, Has the Lord a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Now listen what God classified disobedience with his people. Saul was the first king. If you are, and that's the thing that God is busy in this lockdown to get us to a point out of the carcass of the deadline comes, honey, total obedience. Say total obedience. Even if it costs you, say total obedience. Now I'm closing with this. He said, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as idolatry and teraphim, household good luck images. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. What destroys God's people? A lack of knowledge. That's why they could not practice the priestly uh, things, says the book of Isaiah. And Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandments of the Lord and your words, because now listen how he covers up his action. I have feared the people and obey their voice. Now, what did we say is one of the things that you need to break down? Public opinion. You need to seize the moment. This is your moment, church. This is your moment. You are watching and listening. It's your moment. Say, this is my moment. I'm not going to settle for less. I cast off this thing that keeps me in blindness and... In, in, in traction, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to stay focused. I'm never going to give in under pressure. And I'm not going to resist change. God told Moses, first time, hit the rock. Second time, speak to the rock. Two different, same scenario, different occasions. And Moses resists change. He's so angry. He presents God to the people as an angry God. God said, no, 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 Moses, not me as angry as you. And instead of speaking to the rock, he hit the rock. God still honored his word for the people. But Moses could not enter into the promises God gave him out of Egypt to enter the promised land because of resisting change. Number one, do something you've never done before. How do I get out of this mess? Give yourself out. Prophesy yourself out. Speak yourself out. Pray yourself out. Believe yourself out. Come on, people. Number two, focus. Focus on what God says. Because preparation is for a purpose, for an event. What is this event? Just for the trumpet to sound and we no to be the living witnesses, true disciples, to reveal the Father heart of God, the dream of God right now. Million and billion souls are coming, young people are coming, families are coming in now in Jesus' name.
Never give in under pressure. Fact that the enemy tries to heat up the fire, you're at the brink of your breakthrough. Never give up. You're going to possess the gates and break through the gates and never resist change. I say, God, I'm going to change from one glory dimension to another glory dimension. Are you ready for this? Oh, my word, I want to pray with every sinner, every backslider, every person feeling unworthy and not worthy, and uh, you are to make a quality decision for Jesus. Oh, my word, every funeral, I said it's opportunity to get sinners saved, and we get sinners saved. Hallelujah! Tell your neighbor, say, quickly phone somebody, text them, say, quickly tune in. He's going to pray the prayer that's more worth than billions of dollars and rands and gold and diamond and silver. He's going to pray this prayer that's going to change your life. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you tonight. I acknowledge that I am maybe just religious, but tonight I make you Jesus Christ, the Lord of my life. Lord Jesus, I embrace you. I confess my sin. I call upon the name of the Lord and I will be saved because I know it's not religion that saves me, not the name of the church that saves me. It's the blood of the precious lamb that saves me and gives me the victory I have overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Jesus, thank you that tonight, June the 14th, I can walk away as a child, a son and daughter of the living God. And I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. Thank you. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for every person that say, God, I'm throwing off. I die for public opinion. I'm seizing the moment right now. And my expectation is higher than my problems. My expectations exceed, overpower the, the battle I'm in, the hole that I'm in, because my expectation is in Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. That's why I'm standing in for healing. I take my miracle. I'm standing in for that financial breakthrough. You have everything. God, I'm a giver. I'm going to do it, and you're going to honor your word. I am awakened over my word, says God to Jeremiah chapter number one. Right now, Father, I bring this nation and everybody before you. And we say tonight, we die for public opinion. We develop the spirit of the pioneer to walk in divine direction, be led by the Spirit to be sons and daughters of the living God, to have divine protection. Oh, my word, if 10,000, a thousand fell on my left and 10,000 on the other side, it will not touch me. Coronavirus, you will not touch me. Flu, you will not touch me. Lung diseases and cancer, you, 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 you will not touch me. Poverty, you will not. I cast you away. I break away from negativity and from people that tries to pull me down. I break out of that circle and I connect with godly people. I connect with God's people. I connect with what God is doing in this hour. Now, the pioneering thing. Not settlers, not museum keepers. And Father, I say thank you right now. I'm going to do something I've never done before. I'm going to stay focused, Lord Jesus. Oh, my word. And I'm not going to toss in the towel. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I stand up. I may have said my, my comeback is greater. And God, I will not give in under pressure. Because my God is able. And I will not resist change. Not my will tonight, Lord, your will so that I can operate in function and stir up the fire that's inside of me. 
in Jesus' name. I pray. Say, I pray. You pray with me tonight. We pray. And we say, Amen. So shall it be. In Jesus' name, you're destined for greatness, not to be defeated, not to be consumed by worry and fear and, and trouble and have a mind trouble. Your sleep will be peaceful tonight and you break through with the spirit of a pioneer. You spearheaded. Pioneer is somebody that say, why not? They take the odds and turn it around into an opportunity and turn the world upside down. From our home here in Belleville to your home, from Loftal International to your awesome family, thank you for your generous love and giving and tuning in and everything. We're going to impact the world. Get ready, get ready, get ready. In Jesus' name, until tomorrow morning at 11 and this whole week, God bless you and we love you. Thank you.